0: Hi, I'm Crystal, former school principal, married mother of two, and newly diagnosed ADHDer. Come on my journey where I figure out how to improve my quality of life and my family's. Hello, everyone, welcome to Mom and with ADHD, where we put life tips and tricks to the test against our neurodivergent brains and bring positive light on what it's like to raise children while managing our quality of life ourselves. Wherever you are in your journey, it's exactly where you're supposed to be, and I believe we were supposed to find each other. Everyone loves superhero stories. They all have the tools to handle any situation, and they're always the ones to save the day. As moms, we often feel like we're just that, superheroes. We fly in with our imaginary capes and bandage up any physical or mental bumps or bruises that occur during the day. But even superheroes have to ask for help. Without this crucial conclusion, we wouldn't even have movies like Avengers or Justice League. Let's face it, we're all superheroes, but we all need a team. So let me ask you this question. What do you do when you need help? And more importantly, do you ask others for help? Well, if you're a mom, ADHD or not, we aren't the best at asking for help. Why have we been hardwired to take on such grandiose tasks without getting support? I've worked in education for 13 plus years. I've been a teacher, I've been a principal, I've worked with a lot of children and we always talk about it taking a village to raise a child. Well, I may be the first to say it, but it takes a village to function as an adult with ADHD. You just can't do it alone, at least in my opinion, not successfully. For so long, we've been okay with giving others a peek of our lives, as long as we can still hide or not disclose the realities of our major struggles. Because somewhere in society, someone set up the fact that it's not okay for us to be imperfect. Well, newsflash, I've yet to meet a mom that's perfect. In fact, I've dedicated my whole life to working on imperfections that I have day in and day out. Now I understand it takes a level of vulnerability to allow other people to see these different incompetencies and it really is difficult to do. It requires someone to step in and fulfill a need that we wished that we could do for ourselves. I was reading an article in Psych Central on ways to hack the NIH brain. If you listen to my previous podcast, you know that if it's a trick that's going to work for me personally, I have to trick myself into forgetting I even set it up in the first place. Of the many tips that are given in this article, it talks about the importance for asking for help from your inner circle. And I'm going to stretch that even farther by saying how important it is to find your tribe when diagnosed with ADHD. The it takes a village philosophy stands true with any and all parents, but we need it that much more when we are able to perform as an ADHD adult. So who's in your inner circle? It might be close friends, family, your spouse, or you might even be feeling like you're in an alone, dark room and no one's in your circle. This is the very reason why I wanted to create this podcast, to bring the tribe to you. We are your tribe. Many of us are struggling and have similar experiences, and unfortunately, our paths just haven't crossed yet, but I'm going to change that. There is a need for a mom's network for those of us who are dealing with our own personal ADHD management. We have PTO groups, we have mom with apps that stretch to the horizon of ideas and topics for anything your mom could ever want. But there really is a limited amount of groups yet that I've found for moms with ADHD. And if they do exist, I'm really struggling to find them. And to be honest, one of my superpowers as an ADHD adult is my ability to search seek and investigate with the best of them. So if it is in fact out there it really isn't mainstream enough available for those who have maybe less of a superpower of finding their tribe. Why is it so important to find your tribe? A professor by the name of Chris Gibson shares in his sociology class wanting to identify with a tribe argumentatively is still a very important basic part of what it is to be human. He goes on saying that these groups can provide a sense of purpose, a reason to interact with others, and even it's been proven to help with your overall physical and mental health and well-being. So whether sports, hobbies, cultures, or a medical diagnosis band us together, our tribe is what helps us to give hope of lifting one another while we're down and creating a safe space for being 100% who you are. All right, three tips on how to communicate with your tribe what you need. The first one is simply just to ask. And again, this seems super easy to someone who does not have an ADHD brain. But for those of us who do, sometimes asking them to check in with you can be easier than you checking in with them.
1: My husband, for example,
0: will ask me once in a while, whether it be once a week or um, he kind of reads my, my body language, but ask me, how can I best support you? How can I help you? Um, and it, I know those questions are coming so I can prepare in my head what I can give him as a gift um, or a task to help me and make him feel valuable as well. And so if you're somebody who can't necessarily articulate it or forgives to kind of do those check ins, ask somebody who does not have ADHD to be kind of your accountability partner. The second one is if you cannot communicate verbally to write things down. And this is something that works for anybody. I've used it many times with students who are struggling with their emotions and just word vomiting onto paper can be so therapeutic. And so even if you don't know what you're asking for, simply writing down a list of frustrations or what you're feeling or um, how your day has gone, you'll be surprised how much that organically rolls into um, what you need, whether it's explicitly there or whether it's implied through some of the things that you're asking for. And then the third thing, if you can't verbally vocalize or you've tried that, you've also tried writing things down, is to simply look for the big tasks and breaking them into smaller tasks. So if you need help with keeping the house clean, maybe breaking that into smaller tasks for your tribe. So if I know that it's difficult for me to fold the laundry, I might give that one task to one of my kids who I know enjoys doing that, and that is their one task. Breaking those big tasks into smaller tasks, when I step back, I can see that things are accomplished in the house when I've given specific explicit directions to those people in my home or in my inner circle who can help me. And so trying not to take on such a big task and breaking it smaller can be another way to communicate with your tribe what you need or a way in which they can help you to meet the tasks that are difficult for you. So if you're that person who was closing their eyes and picturing a dark room without a circle or tribe of people around to support them, or you have those people and you've just never asked them out of fear of looking imperfect, I'm officially ransacking your dark room. I have turned on the lights and asked you to open your eyes because I'm sitting right in front of you on the floor, letting you know that from this day forward, I'm a part of your tribe.